Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at in the world today. You're with Ed the Pagan on the Ed the Pagan Show of the Pagans Tonight Radio Network. And as you know, I'm continuing my process of uh, developing uh, content on a daily basis for the community on my way to creating a, a documentary this year. And I'm so grateful. Um, I've set up for Beltane. I'm going to be announcing what I'm wearing with you at Beltane. But we do have a date for the Philippines. We will be, we will at least have the yeah, May 10th. We're going to be in Manila with um, Apu and several others. And we're going to be doing the Grand Wickening. So if you're out in the Philippines or thinking, thinking about visiting there, we're going to have this great big ceremony on May 10th. And, of course, we're going to be talking, you know, you know, the health and wellness of uh, Heartland Pagan Festival um, out there. And we're going to do other things as well, as you know, out there. So that should I cover Pantheacon? That's a good question. People are asking me, should I cover the last Pantheacon? Um, so let me know what you think about it. But uh, so you can check check that out at Ed the Pagan, and uh, you can send it to me at edthepagan@gmail.com, or find any of my references in any of the online spaces at Ed the Pagan. Um, tonight, today I'm going to be talking to Reverend Ravenwolf Greenfield. I don't know why I get so tongue-tied on this one, and uh, he's been doing a grand job of broadcasting across the the Witchful pages out there. And, he did, and he's made a real commitment to trying to teach the best he can, kind of very much a one-on-one methodology, except he's using the Internet and using the, the audience that we have there. And I thought it would be great to have him on our show, the, the podcast, because I wanted to take him out of his element a little bit, and uh, and uh, and because I think he has a lot to say. So are you there? I am here. Okay, I can barely yes, hear you. I'm here. Uh, try... Oh, good. All right, there, there we go. go. That's better. There we go. Um, so yeah, so, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know that you, your day life is that you're a chef of all things, right? Yes, I am. And, uh, and, um, you take on several hours, up to several hours a day to teach people online through our system. Yes, I I do. Can you tell us, so tell us a little bit about that. What, you know, what gets you the motivation and what are you, and what are you, you know, doing there? I think that's uh, fascinating that you're, you're committing that energy. I believe in um, teaching the very best that I can and by using the online media like Facebook and Instagram and all of those I feel that people have the better learning environment when they can interact with you uh, when they can actually see classes being taught when they can get involved in the content ask their questions and it's something which drives me just seeing how um, really how people are developing and really enjoying um, what they're learning and yeah I have been known to get slightly controversial on Facebook but it's part of teaching you know you can't sort of you can't avoid certain topics it's always what I try to tell people oh I'm I'm I'm, so I don't think there's such a thing as controversy I think there's things that we need to discuss and I think people want to make them into I think people want to make controversy because they don't want the discussion to occur oftentimes um, that I think is really kind of when sometimes when somebody says, "Oh, there's so much controversy," um, that they really are saying, "I don't want this discussed because I don't want my ideas challenged." 
That's how I often see it. Yeah. Especially in this um, generation, you know, you've got all of the hashtag, you know, movements going on. You've got all, all of the misreporting from the press. I believe, as I always say on Facebook and on social media, I teach the truth. And a lot of people have got issues with that. I get it. But I enjoy teaching. It's what I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, for me, this uh, last week and yesterday, uh, for anyone who hasn't caught it, Dr. Cindy Brennan was on with me yesterday. But she wrote the article that 2020 is the year of the witch. And you've covered that. Mm-hmm. And I know that you cover yeah, a lot of the more relevant topics. And that was like probably the most controversial this week because so many people like, where'd that come from? Or So so many people, I think, instead of wanting to learn things, are often finding themselves caught in the idea that they want their bias validated. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a big thing. How do you feel about yeah, that? What I mean, you do a lot of it. I mean, what happened with Cindy um, was unacceptable. Facebook should never have done that, and it's why I did that mini live stream on it. Um, they shouldn't have banned her. That they, they, they shouldn't have, you know, like restricted her post. She isn't fictitious. But the issue that we have mm-hmm. online, and it's a growing issue, is you have closed book traditions, and they've got, you know, their generations upon generations, and they're all over social media, and it's kind of like the second they see a wrong posting, the second they see the dreaded word witch appear, now they make up any kind of accusations. And it's very hard for witches, um, no matter who you are on social media, to kind of repeat that, right? You can't just say, oh, you know, yeah, that's not true, because then you enter that slanging, you know, he said, she said type thing. Um, I feel that a lot of people do have biases. They come onto social media, they air them, they take articles out of context. And it does a lot of damage because then within the pagan community, we have to try and resolve the issue. And it's very hard when you are a content provider because you have to make sure that you're not being seen acting out, being, you know, counterproductive. And all these groups do, as I said it on the live stream the other day, they're just looking for a fight. And what happened with her, I think, was unacceptable. I don't think Facebook or any social media provider should have taken any grain. (laughs) I think when you have these groups, I think what they should have done is just said, you know what, let's just ignore it. Let's not get into that sort of uh, slanging match. But yeah, 100%, there is a lot of bias out there. And I think it's something that we, as members of a pagan community worldwide, I mean, Year of the Witch, I'm open. I tell people I'm a witch. I'm not afraid of it. But I think my comments about it is we need to really be teaching people drop the bias have the discussion. If you've got issues with what he believes, what she believes, what they believe, talk it out. Don't take to social media because it sticks. You know, five, ten, fifteen years from now, those people are all gonna be sort of adults or whatever. They're gonna have that sort of black spot marked on their Facebook, you know, on social media where they insulted an author where they did all of this sort of outcry. You know, people just don't realize the outcomes. They they really don't. But, yeah, there is a lot of bias out there. There really is. So I think that's a very big thing. So, um, as a lot of people know, I've been in the media for, like, 25 years. And uh, actually, uh, what you're doing, let me say right now, is is, is an amazing grind. Um, 
I've made my dedication this year to do so. I've been out of it a couple of years. To do daily or near daily broadcasting is a, is a grind. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Very I really much. And I notice you do it very much like the old radio hosts did it. I mean, within mm-hmm. a couple of hours of talking. Versus, you know, you're much more like a, I say a, a visual, not only a visual storyteller, but you're very much like the old-fashioned radio jocks. Um, yeah, you, you know, go yeah. on for like two hours, like uh, you know, that sort of thing. And you, you're really top of mind in answering questions, and I appreciate that, um, which has been a little different. So people don't realize that, that the Witch School webpage that you do one, some of your material from reaches uh, mm-hmm. about a million people a month. You know, we uh, we yes. ha- we have a reach of a million. We have a million. I mean, we've especially the last couple of months we've been really focusing on it. You've been doing a great job of it. Yeah, thank um, you. And people. And people have been seeing me. I'm doing the short. I'm doing short form, um, and we try to get out there. And people, and people ask me all the time. I said, "So can anyone do it?" I said, "Well, we have we have standards, but yeah, we we're trying to tell people that." I tell people all the time. In the '90s, we fought to get on television. We fought to get on yeah. radio. And I uh, today now we have a whole broadcasting network at our fingertips, and barely anyone wants to use it. I think it's a, a lot of it is fear, right? A lot of it, mm-hmm. you have a lot of younger witches, they, they've just joined the school, they, they, for whatever reason, you know, they've maybe not, quote, you know, like, outed, you know, they're not out there as witches. You know, so a lot of people come to the school, they get enrolled, you know, they sign up for the membership. Um, if anybody, if any listeners here aren't a member of the school, check out classes at witchschool.com. Really, it's a life-changing thing. Sorry, sales pitch there. But um, students come. They come from around the world, you know, as we know. Um, what happens is it's fear. They want to get seen, not seen, but they want to tell their story on social media. You know, they want to make their name. They want to, you know, talk about their philosophy. But the second they get that 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 kind of chance or, or that kind of airtime, I think a lot of it is fair because they don't want their parents to see, they don't want their family to see. It's a bit like, I don't know, it's a bit like they're scared to admit that this is their true calling or something. And it drives me nuts. It's like you have all of the potential, but then you hold yourself back. I'm, With me, well, you I'm, know, I just... I'm talking, I, I guess I'm not talking about... Sorry, I'm talking about third-degree high priest. I'm talking about people who are authors. I'm talking about people who write. Yeah. I'm talking about the leadership, I think that, and they're equally scared. Mm-hmm. I think they're equally oh, scared it, of not putting themselves out. Yeah, it's. I mean, now when you look at what happened to Cindy, um, that's just a case in point, but we do have wonderful publishers like Llewellyn uh, Publishers. My advice, right, if I'm going to be <laughs> his, his the I've said this on Facebook many times. I'm not an influencer. I, I love being called one. No, I don't. But, I mean, here's my advice. Um, don't be scared that, yes, there are idiots out there. There's idiots around the world, right? Just look at any publishing author today, any, you know, media personality. There's always going to be people that are going to make up stories. They're going to challenge you. They're going to fight you. They're going to do all of this. But this is Year of the Witch. This is our year to find the voice and do as I did. I started off here on Blog Talk Radio. I was, uh, was it Pam Kelly? Pam? Pam? I think it was Pam. Um, I did a couple of shows. I, I've, um, and 
then I went to Internet Pagan Radio with um, Chuck. Was it Chuck? Chuck Chapman. That was it. Ned Chapman before he left uh, uh, Witch School. And I love radio, and I love talking on radio. But I thought, why not challenge myself? And yeah, at first I was pretty, you know, I was pretty unsure. You know, it's Mm -hmm. that whole big world out there. But the way I talked myself into it is, if everybody had that attitude where as if you're a fantastic author, you're a fantastic mystic, but if you have the attitude where it's like, oh my gosh, do I do I actually take the next step? And if you hold yourself back, you're not you know, it's like you can write all you want, but unless you unless you really trust yourself like I did to take that step forward. And yeah, doing videos, I mean, especially on social media, because you never know who's watching. I mean I'm at that point where I do it because I teach. I don't do it for any other reason because I love our students. I love teaching. But, yeah, I was scared at first, and I just taught myself through it. I'm like, you know what? You've got – there's so much content at the school. We are doing – you know, we are teaching, and through that process of teaching, people are going to say and think it's okay not to be scared. It's okay. Get out there, teach the people. I mean, if you look at the work that APU does in the Philippines, or if you look at the wonderful work that you do, what uh, Donald Lewis does, you know, we're out there. We're not afraid. And I think if we start spreading that message that it's okay, you know, get out there, reach the world. You know, the world's not out there to shoot you down. The world's out there looking for somebody to teach, looking for somebody or people who are authors, writers, mystics, scholars, whatever you are in the world. But the world needs that, especially in today's society where everybody's literally kind of living in chaos. Nobody knows what they're meant to be doing. And if you look at our teachers, our mentors here at the school, we're pretty focused. I mean, I know a lot of us, I know a lot of the other mentors, a lot of other deans and admins, we all want to be producing content. But my advice is just don't be scared. Trust yourself. I think that's the biggest thing is trust that your message is going to be heard. You are, you know, you're a great writer, great author, great speaker. But just trust in that. Don't be afraid that some weird person billions of miles away or whatever is going to suddenly cause you chaos because that's going to happen. When it happens, ignore it. You know, trust in the school, trust in the leadership in the patent world. We'll deal with it. It's not an issue. But that would be my biggest advice is just, you know, to the authors out there, really find your voice. You, you've got your voice in the books. You've got your voice when you're doing, you know, like the blogs, the vlogs and all of that. But take it a step further. Use that voice, but now use that voice visually. And I think the more people that do that, then there's going to be no more case for people to be afraid. Really, there isn't. So for me, actually, so talk about stepping out. So I've committed myself to a year of travel, mm-hmm. and, and that's been it's been pretty amazing, actually. I'm here in Jacksonville. I'm gonna be back in uh, St. Louis next week, St. Louis area around there. Then I'll be back in Chicagoland area, um, and uh, I'm hoping, you know, and, and I'm hoping we'll talk about it later. But I'm hoping to get close to you because I have an idea of it. And what I'm working on next, and I'm gonna tell people. So courage is not a matter of not being afraid. It's doing it in spite of being afraid. Because I'm telling you, I'm 
nervous as hell and actually afraid of what I'm asking myself because like yourself and in encouragements you've done because you've kind of done the Facebook page to see how that's working. I've done, you know, I've done Facebook for a while. I've done radio, of course, forever. I've done, we've done magic TV. Um, we have to get more of your stuff on magic TV, but um, I'm going to go for people ask me, so what are you doing? And I'm saying, I'm going for OTT broadcasting. I'm trying to create a documentary series. So we get the next step up, uh, which is I'm trying to create a show that I can sell to Netflix, Gaia.com or Hulu or Bravo or such like that, that instead of waiting for them, because you're right. One of the things that's happening in this year of the witch, the reason why we're calling it that is so many people are be identifying as witch for various reasons. And not all of them are religious. Some of them are political. Some of them are self-empowerment. Lots of different reasons. And I think it's going to continue through the decade. Um, we have over a million and a half people now identifying, and I think it's going to be 10 million by 2025. I've made that declaration. Oh, yeah. And if you and if you look at my if you look at my history, I've said it all along. I so I gave everybody the numbers that 2020. So now um, I think I think we're going to see 10 million by 2025. And I think a lot of the actions that you're doing is is a part of that. But even if you're afraid, be courageous. I mean, the worst thing you can do is people laugh. So what? Um, oh, I've I'm, had I'm, people I'm, me. <laughs> of course, of course you have. But, um, and that's why. Yeah, I'm I mean, with, and then, go ahead. Oh, uh, with me, you know, I, I have that perspective on people where those the people that laugh at you, they're not laughing at you to make fun of you, but it's a nervous type laugh, right? It, it's that kind of. Oh crap! <laughs> it's just challenged my beliefs. What do I do? You, you know what I mean? It's a bit like that. Oh, you know, like yeah. the, the way I picture. Oh, that's you know, you, you, you know, you're at this big party and you meet somebody new, and they tell a joke, you tell a joke, somebody laughs, and you laugh back, but it's a nervous laugh. Uh, a lot of it is that nervous thing. But yeah, there are, like I said, there are people out there that just are looking you know, to belittle somebody else. And I think as teachers, instead of, like, igniting that flame, we should just turn around to them and say, you know, get to know us, you know, like, what's going on? You know, are you having a bad day? You know, what's going on with you? You know, not deliberately change the job topic, but try to get to know the person because that way they can see you as human. You're, you're not kind of like... Yeah, you're not like how we've been portrayed in the media, you know, that Disney witch and all of this. And when it comes to the year of the witch, uh, I think that the people, a lot of the generations, right, that have come out as witches, uh, they come to it, and I've said this on Facebook a couple of times, it's the biggest thing that annoys the hell out of me about Disney and Hollywood, uh, not the woke culture. I'm not even going to go woke. I'm not even going to mention that word. But it's like people have watched Sabrina. They've watched Wizards of Waverly Place. They've watched The Craft. They've watched Salem. <laughs> yeah, that drives me nuts, actually. But they, they have this picture of a witch having to be a, being able to do all of this fantastic things. Wrong, but okay. So with social media, the way social media behaves, and we see this, it's cyclic, is 
because of the way the Christian church is, and yeah, here I get controversial, the Christian church is declining 100%. Where are their members going? Well, their members are looking to the pagan community as homes, but those people, sorry, the people who have now left Christianity have still got that picture of a witch being this fantastical entity, right, that can do all of these spells and all of these weird things. They can fly, they can teleport, they can do whatever. We can't, but okay, they, they have the picture, so they come out, and they're like, I'm a cyber witch, or I'm a hedge witch, or whatever weird type of witch you are. No judging there. It's cool. I get it. 2020, okay, big deal. You, you, whatever. But what drives me nuts is you have a very small group of people that do it for a fashion, right? They... they come into witchcraft, they're not 100% on board, and they're doing it for a fashion to try and impress their friends. And my message to the people that do that is, we don't want you as a witch, right? We want witches because we want to be able to teach, to pass down uh, the teachings of the tradition and everything, to pass down the teachings of the clergy. Um, We don't want you, if you're going to be a part if you're going to be the poser witch, right, you're going to go down to sort of like Starbucks and sit there pretending to write into a book of shadows. We don't want you if you're going to do that. We want, I think the best way I can describe it is we want real witches, real students who are going to be devoted because witchcraft is a life, well, it is a lifetime commitment, but it only works if, you, if you're open. And that would be my big thing. I think Year of the Witch is so significant. You're right with 2020. But I think if we try to get through to the people that are posing and try to get them to really think, like try to tell people, okay, I see you in Starbucks or I see you, you know, like Panda Express and you're like, you know the type, right? If we can try and talk talk to them and sort of say, okay, why are you doing this? Like a real witch isn't exactly gonna be sitting in a public place writing you know in, in um theban scripts for everybody to see not what we do we don't want to draw attention to ourselves i've said it before we're members of a community it's what we do we're, we're here but we're not like saying hey look at me i'm a witch it's not really what we do but we need to get through to people that are doing it because if they want to learn we can teach if they don't want to learn then just stop calling yourself a witch. I, I, I think, you know, that answers that question. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to see. So I actually, so let me, let me stop you here. Let me stop you here. Um, one, I've actually been physically laughed at in a way that they didn't laugh with me. They laughed at me. Um, which mm-hmm. was that project? Um, I was with the leadership of uh, Oberon Zell, Rick Johnson, a lot of people when I first proposed it. And, oh, my God, they ridiculed me for over an hour. And they laughed at me. I mean, they just really physically laughed at me and tried to tell me nobody would learn online and would be witches. And people didn't understand my long-term goal, which was to be recognized as a global religion. And, uh, you know, people don't recognize them that since that time, 20 years later, where the, uh, that, I'm, that I've kind of nurtured – I probably have nurtured more witches out there and everything else. But I will say I'm not upset with Sabbath witches, which I call Sabbath witches. We, you know, they celebrate the Sabbath. Or celebratory witches, or people who are identifying. I'm not against them. I'm, I think that they're very much similar to Christers and Christianity, which is Christmas, Easter, which uh, Christians. 
I think that I think that it takes time to build a culture. What I am against is this idea of um, the idea that we're starting to see people coming in from the edges. Like, I just there's one called I want to name this site because I don't want to give them any business, but they hired someone to teach 57 hours of video, and they're charging eh, not too much, but enough more than we do. Uh, you know, people forget that you can take like 35 classes for free on Witch School. We charge like $20 mm-hmm. a month if you want to take something advanced. You know, if you really want to get into $180 a year, you know, less than, you know, three semester hours at any college. And we give real education. But I'm just saying, we're not in it. If anyone ever thinks we're in it for the money, oh, my God, trust me. Yeah, it's not, there's no, there isn't any, that sort of money in it to it. But I do think that one of the things, I'm, and I'm, I think that what you do very well is that you do normalize it a bit, that it's not mm-hmm. crazy. And I think that's where we're going to see 10 million witches. And I think 7 million of them are going to be Sabbath witches. And I think of that 7 million, I think half of them are going to be just Halloween witches. You know, they're, they're, they're yeah. witches all year round, but they're going to identify themselves as Halloween. And I think yeah, as yeah. leadership, we need, we need to identify them as well and provide them services just like a good ministry will identify that. But, you know, you talked about yeah. Afu out in the uh, uh, Philippines. And we people don't realize, I think we're very jaded in America. I think we are. Um, I think we're very jaded in America. I think they're jaded in Britain. I think they're jaded in yeah. France. I think they're jaded in those type of countries. Because we do have a certain, far more freedom of religion than most. And I think they don't realize how hard it is to be a witch. You know, they talk about our discrimination. And then we, we get discriminated against. But we're also oh, yeah. seeing that pop. But we're seeing that pop culture. I mean, witch school grew in part because of the Harry Potter culture, uh, the practical magic culture. People were trying to identify with it. I think that we're going to see more of that. Fort Salem's coming out next year, which I think is going to be an interesting show. If you haven't heard about it, it's, it's, it's probably the most controversial show they're going to bring out yet, which is the idea of witchcraft as a military branch, a military order. Um, very much in the idea of what I think is going to be out there. I think you're going to see it with Dune. When Dune comes out in December of 2020 with the Ben Gesserit, which I love the Ben Gesserit witch. I think they're the, I think that there's, they, if anyone wants to know what type of witch I want to become, it would be the Ben Gesserit. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I absolutely think that's important to me. Um, I think that's a very powerful witch. And if you haven't identified it yet, watch until you see the new Dune movie coming out. I think they're going to do, there's, there's a brutality to this new movie. I understand it's going to be it that. And that is, they, they take control of themselves. They're ultimately in control of themselves. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of identity of which is coming. And you're right. I think that a lot of people don't take it seriously. And uh, they don't, and they're just doing it for various sort of personal reasons. But I do think that, that I think as leadership, we need to recognize them as well and give them ways to interact with us. But I also part of the, my vision of 2020 is that we need to also identify them enough to say, give us some of your resources so we can make more permanent structures. I think that's yeah. where I think if leadership goes in anywhere, we need more permanent structures. Um, I mean, and everybody thinks. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, if you oh, look go, at please, yeah. if you look at where we are as a school and as a community right now. We do have a lot of structures in place. We have a lot of um, 
resources out there. But I agree with you. As soon as we get the identification sorted and really trying to work on how to provide proper structure, then all this laughing and all this kind of like BS that people have towards us, I think it's going to go because people are going to be like, you know what, look at what they've done. Um, look at the Cherokee, for example. Uh, the Cherokee, and I've said this, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. It might have been a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, if our listeners don't know, we do now have a um, Congress have greenlighted um, permissions for the very first Cherokee member of Congress. Um, will be a woman, but she's a great speaker. But the reason for this uh, is very important, and it comes into witchcraft. The Cherokee, uh, by far, one of the most structured, highly organized, highly disciplined nations that I think we'll ever see really in history. But my point of raising it is people like to laugh at the indigenous traditions for whatever reason, right? You have the whole showcasing, you have all of this you know, going on. But then when you look at the Cherokee, nobody's laughing. The reason why nobody's laughing is they look at the Cherokee and they look at how they function, how they interact, their laws, why they do things, why they don't do things. You know, the, the, the whole brutal honesty that encompasses the Cherokee Nation. And my point is, I think over a period of time, what's going to happen with witchcraft and what's going to happen, especially for the school, um, especially for our new social networks like um, the Daily Spell, Magic TV, etc. I think people are going to see us a bit like how history has seen the Cherokee. We're going to become highly organized. And so instead of laughing at us, people are going to be a bit like, wow, just wow. Look at what they've got. If somebody's a Halloween witch, look at the resources for them. If somebody's a solo practitioner, wow, look at the resources. They've got the school. They've got the mentors. They've got everything in place. Nobody's acting out. There's no demonetization issues, let's put it like that, being uh, PG-13. And I just think once we get everything in place, then instead of laughing, people are going to be asking you, hey, Rev Ed, how the hell did you do that? You know, tell us, you know, what's your secret? How did you get millions of people to come together, you know, to, sh to be organized, to talk? And I think, yeah, I mean, 2020 is just the start. I think once we get everything in place, we're going to see instead of laughing, people are going to be like, how? Tell us how you did it. You, you know what I mean? I, I hope so. Um, I always tell people we overestimate what we can do and underestimate what we can do in a decade. Um, mm -hmm. We overestimate what we can do in a year. And so 2020 really, I think, is the grounding point. And um, mm -hmm. we've been doing more of the we're, – we're kind of committing as a tw Vision 2030 it's the real vision that we're looking yeah. at. And that's the idea of like, there's so many great properties out there that are now becoming pagan owned, like Gaia retreat where uh, Heartland Pagans uh, festival is. Um, we have circle sanctuary, you know, great Selena Fox. And they have that as a nature sanctuary for us. Um, Wisteria, which is both a nature sanctuary and a major campground. Um, even chosen path uh, here out in, uh, out here, uh, we're, they're trying to focus and try. They're they're working on a long-term plan to get temple space. Uh, I think Selena, uh, our first priestess uh, Stephanie, and uh, Right Reverend Michael Neal live in and and are managing a temple house, a house in which they both live and work as a temple, but it's a permanent space. It's it's dedicated to them, and there are people who are doing that. I think 
as we see more of that, more as a lifestyle, I think we're going to see more of that energy. And we have yeah, some yeah. Real, really interesting, like Hoodwitch. I don't know if anyone knows her. She's like 500,000 on Instagram, and she's like a makeup, and she does glamour work. And I see I'm on TikTok with the Zoomers. You know, if you ever check out Witch Check on there, it's like 50 million checks. So we are facing a surge of popularity that no one's ever yeah. seen before. It's just period. Globally, historically, no one's seen the surge we're about to see. It's already begun. Um, so, but let me go ahead. We've been in 30 minutes and we've been talking about the community a lot, but usually my shows are about talking about the individual. How did you get involved with all of this? Where did you start your journey? Oh, I was born into it. Um, I came from from my mother's side, so I've always been a witch. It's something that I grew into. Um, I joined Witch Fox many years ago. <laughs> now that it's sat down, it feels kind of so weird to be talking about it as if it's like century, you know, like decades ago. I joined about, I don't know, it must have been 2000, somewhere around that. And I was looking for a place to really learn witchcraft. You know, I just moved to the U.S. I've been here now 15 years, did my citizenship and all of this. Um, and I was thinking, you know, there has to be somewhere. And I got recommended to witch school. And I joined as a student. Wasn't wasn't too sure at first. You know, it's a brand new thing. I was, you know, online learning. It was kind of, you know, dodgy at first. Also, I thought, um, join the clergy program. And I'm just working on completing my second degree now. Um, well, hopefully by the, hopefully by tomorrow. Hopefully still working on the exam. And then I took to social media, and I got very involved with the school. Um, I joined uh, International Pagan Radio. I was a host here on Blog Talk for quite a while. Um, I had this show called The Raven's Den, and I enjoyed teaching. And I thought to myself. Um, what if I could take the lessons from which school and do something that's never been done? Give students who are new that I didn't have, but now they have, the ability to see the lesson come to life, right? So it's no longer reading a web page because after all, I know it, you know it, everybody who's on social media knows it. When you start reading a web page, your attention's gone by pretty much like by the time you scrolled halfway down the page. So I thought, well, how, what if I brought these lessons to life? What would happen? Would people like it? Would they not like it? What was going on? So I did a couple of test videos. They're on my main page. Um, please follow me if you want to. On my, uh, And then I got involved with the administration side on uh, which school, uh, school international, the official page. And I thought, Okay, I've got a plan. And I started talking to uh, Don Lewis maybe a couple of years ago. No, about a year ago, actually, now. And I said to him, what if, I, what if we brought the lessons to life, right? What if we had the ability to do videos? Now, he does videos. I do, we, we all do videos. But my point was interaction. You can do videos, but I wanted to take it a step further. I wanted to immerse the newer students immerse our community into the now, like this afternoon, later on, on the official page, I will be doing Cajun magic. It's going to be kind of fun. But it's this idea of getting everybody to interact, and it's what drives me. So I did the first video, and okay, a couple of people watched it. And then I thought, okay, I need to home in on topics. So I did creation stories for about six months, 
about six months. Um, and they went, okay. And then I'm like, okay, what if I took it a step further? Right, done creation stories. Where could I go next? Oh, let's look at Urban Legends. And people seem to really love the Urban Legends videos and the podcasts that I did. And so I went down that route. And then I thought, okay, the next phase. Let's just go into the religion, right? Let's go into witchcraft. Let's pick topics, divination, um, like spraying and all of that, and all of that, and just teach the truth so people can see it from a normal perspective. There's no weird special effects. There's no, you know, soundtrack in the background and adverts every 10 seconds. Actually, on the replays, I don't know if there are adverts. If there are, I apologize. There really shouldn't be. Um, and right now I'm working on, I sent a request to Facebook um, about a week, uh, no, about three weeks ago, asking if they could add closed captions to videos. And apparently it's possible, but I don't know to do it. But my point is I want to take videos and I want to make them accessible. We have students at the school who have hearing issues, who have visual issues. And so my next phase, is going to be working on those, making it as inclusive as humanly possible. But that's how I kind of got into it. I used to be incredibly camera shy. I used to hate having my pitch taken. And I think it was advice from you um, that really was just go for it. I remember that's one of the very first things you ever said to me. Um, I really did. I haven't looked back. I, I'm, I really haven't. I, and I enjoy the school. I enjoy where we're at. I enjoy the fact that our students are learning, that the videos are taking off, which is what I want. I want people to be educated. But my goal, just to clarify something, because somebody did ask me this as a DM, and I thought I'd address it since you asked the question about like my whole background here. Somebody asked, is it my intention to, uh, to, to replace the lessons at the school? No. Uh, my intention is... When you are doing the lesson, I don't know, Egyptian history, when you're doing something like that, you can come onto Facebook and you can scroll. Is there a video on it? Is there like a stream on it? There is. Cool. But you can watch those at the same time. That's my goal. It's to give you a side-by-side. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. No, finish. Um, That's my goal. My end goal really is I provide content that runs consecutively with everything that we're teaching. So I think people misunderstand something very, very important, and that is mm-hmm. the size of the audience that's coming. So we live in a time, and I think you, you've, you advocated very well. Um, what school is like is almost 300,000 people right now, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a million here really quick, as soon as we do the last bit of uh, touchings and everything else. People don't understand all the time. So one of the biggest things, and yes, I'm a per, yes, I push people into projects. I do remember that I was like, no, do it. I remember giving you access to the site and saying, go ahead and go yeah. for it. And you kept saying, were there any limits? You go, no, just do what you want to do as long as you're honest and authentic. Mm-hmm. And all I ask is that do not excessively swear and you know, don't do bullshit. Period. You know, yeah. just don't be a bullshitter. And you've done you. You were one of the very few people who took it in earnest. Uh, Phoenix Normal, a couple of others have done it. And then you're starting to see it. Uh, Aisha, Aisha, that. And to be, so everybody knows that not only do our tradition recognize them, I think you've been awarded, I think, once, maybe even twice with the Obsidian, one of the very first yeah. uh, awards. 
Uh, the Obsidian Black Mirror, which was an award I created to recognize people inside the tradition that we, we created to, to say, hey, we need to recognize people who are doing the social media. And I know you're working with Aisha, who just earned her third degree. Congratulations to Aisha. Um, amazing work. It's hard to do. Um, yeah. I tell people all the time, if I had to go through the same thing that everybody else has to go to, I don't know if I would have made it to be a third degree, much less first elder of the tradition. But I'm also a big pusher into people doing it. So, yeah, I do. I, I push people. Yeah. If you ask me for help, understand I'm going to push you into really uncomfortable yeah. spaces. <laughs> I am. I'm just going to. But I think that one of the things that people don't understand, I think you've got it right, is that I don't think people fundamentally understand what's happening and what the Internet's doing. First of all, it takes out the middleman. If you're a yeah. middleman, and I think a lot of elders want to be the middleman. I think a lot of people have got used to being the middleman. And what I mean by that is that here's deity at one hand and here's the practitioner on the other. And the information to get there was through the high priest and priestess because a lot of it wasn't available and context wasn't available and experiences weren't available. Now we live in a, a relationship where there's massive amounts of information and the baby boomers and all of those elders said, here, here's all the books I want you to understand. And I wrote all my thoughts down into books. And some are doing video now. The Xers are doing the video. And here's our candles and here's our incense. But I see them again going on and says, okay, I'm reading all these books and everything else. Yeah, 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 but you're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be following me. And they get very angry when all of these young, younger members, and I don't care what you mean by younger members, know as much information, if not more information, than some of the elders do. They study really hard. They learn. But at the same time, they get very upset because they don't have – they get upset. The elders don't realize that, that we're moving from a leadership mode. I'm, and I'm talking – and I think one of the things you do, and you don't maybe not realize it, you're not a teacher as much as sometimes a coach. Mm-hmm. And I don't think uh, – I want to I like your videos because you do a lot of coaching within your video. What I mean by that, by the interaction, you kind of talk to people about what they should be doing next, you know, how to pursue yeah. their energy. You answer a lot of personal questions. So you aren't just a teacher, but a coach. And I think that's something I think a lot of our membership has to learn how to do here in the future. I mean, it's not because the knowledge is there. I mean, which school, we have tons of knowledge. Uh, there's books coming out every day. I mean, which school? has its great strength and I think its greatest strength is it's a community. It's not teaching, oh, yeah. it's being a community being a community with great members like yourself. Um I mean um Phoenix, Phoenix um Williams, Coffin Williams, uh does a lot of video stuff and he's been giving that sort of thing. But I think that idea of coaching, that idea of giving information and context, I think a lot of people don't understand what's happening because Right now, we have 2.8 billion people on Facebook, and we reach a tiny percentage of that. Um, there's groups with you know, much more activity, but you're reaching it. And by the end of 2025, if everything goes the way it's planning, there won't be a human being on the planet Earth which won't have connection to the Internet if they choose to, period. Yeah. Think about that. Within five or six years, there won't be a single human being who doesn't have access to the internet. So we're kind of got this sort of Akashic records. I say cyberspace is psychic space. 
and you've really taken advantage of it. So you've always been a witch. So you came over. Where did you come from? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I did not, I realized from the accent that you may not have been um, completely American up front, but you're a citizen, and I appreciate that. I think anyone who becomes a citizen is, has to do a lot more than I think Americans take it, take for granted their citizenship. I yeah. really do. I do. Um, we don't know how powerful it is. I just went through um, the visa process to go over to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. What visa process? There's none for Americans. <laughs> so I always mention that. It's it, like, oh, yeah, that's great. Hmm? Well, I was born Boop. in the U.K., um, I have a lot of Icelandic heritage, which explains my love for all things Scandinavia. Um, but yeah, I'm, um, I came to the U.S. to be with family, you know, relatives here, which is a horror story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, the process is, oh my gosh, to be a citizen, you've got to live in the country, you know, you've got your green cards and all of that, but you have to be here. You, you ca- I mean, I... Fortunately, before we did the big move, I was able to visit some parts of the U.S., did that California thing, you know, the Florida thing, I've been to Boston. Uh, luckily, I did all of that because when, you, when you're when you a Brit or when you're a foreign national and you come over here to do your citizenship, they kind of plant you in a place. And then, of course, you've got to wait. And then you've got to go through the paperwork. And then you've got to do even more paperwork. And by the time you've done all of that paperwork, you're so exhausted, then they hit you with even more paperwork. And, yeah, you're right. Americans don't really get it that when you have people that come on social media, right, and they and the embassy here, not the embassy, oh, what was it? The U.S. embassy, when I did my citizenship, they... They were like, here, post this on, on Facebook. I didn't get it then, but I got it now. It really was an achievement because you got through all of this BS, and now you're a proud citizen. You know, forget who's in power right now. I made the choice. I became a citizen. Why? Because I love the country. I love the history. It's my home. You know, and, yeah, I saw a lot of people when I took my oath that were just doing it because of, you know, the current times, because it was like last year. But my thoughts, yeah, I agree. It, it It is a struggle. And then when we look at, like, countries that restrict religion, for example, um, AP does, his working is amazing, considering that the Philippines is, like, really bad, right? It is. But, yeah, I mean, I became a citizen here, and I love it. I really do. And I'm 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 grateful for it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to my trip to the Philippines, and we're gonna be covering that every day. And um, it'll be very interesting because he's really working hard to get 200 members to his church so he can become a legal, either legal Wiccan legal church. church. And you know we have it in South we have it in South Africa. We have other places. Um, it's very easy I mean, for me to say, but I believe. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was saying, yeah, as about a, I South see Africa. myself as. A, I see myself as a, as a global citizen, and I mm-hmm. will tell you that's my privilege as an American. It's it's really because I have that American privilege. I was born here. My family's been here for a long time. Um, I won't get into my family is as bad as any family. I mean, we've got history of all of it. Um, so I recognize that I, I I have all the privileges of being a long term American, and so I can say that I feel like I'm a global citizen. Yeah, I think because, we all are. I mean, I, I think 
I think at our roots, when you look at the history of, <laughs> if you look at U.S. history, right, it drives me nuts. I always tell people we're all immigrants. It doesn't matter where you are from in the world. I mean, you may live in America, but your history is we're all immigrants. We're all global citizens. And it drives me nuts how people still are like, they target certain uh, cultures from different parts of the world. And they have no idea what that culture is really like, but they have these stereotypical views. I mean, I've been called all kinds of names as a Brit. I'm so used to it. I'm like, yeah, but I still love my culture, right? I I love the history. I I love the traditions that I grew up with, and I brought that with me. But I think we're all global citizens. We're all immigrants. And I think that's a really important message to share around the world. When you look at witchcraft in um, South Africa, you're looking, wow, I mean, there's so many laws there. Um, you have to be very, very careful. And, yeah, we have witches in South Africa. Let's all be honest. And I think this year, 2020, is going to be that year when you are going to see legislation coming out that will end the witch hunts. Yes, there are witch hunts in South Africa, but it's, it's it, um, you know, the World Hunt has been covering it. It's really tragic. But they are working on legislation to end it. Why? Because times are moving forward, which isn't here. But yeah, we're all global citizens, 100%. Absolutely. And so for people who um, don't realize I'm talking with our our people in South Africa. It looks like they'll be going to South Africa in December if everything goes right. Um, And it looks like I'm going to go to Europe too because I really do believe in this idea of of global paganism. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very fascinated by all of this, but, um, I really thank you for being a part of my show today and, and sharing everything. I mean, um, we got to figure out, I got to figure out more about how to do this online stuff so we can do, uh, we can do a discussion on the Facebook pages, yeah. but you can find, uh, uh, Raven. So how do you like to be called? I, I always get myself caught up. What is your favorite sort of normal glasser? Cause I get myself tongue tied all the time. Just mm-hmm. Raven Wolf. Uh, just Raven Wolf. Raven Wolf. That's your preferred nomenclature. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> um, and everything else. And you can see him on Facebook and, and other spaces. Just follow what he does. I think that um, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm completely fascinated by what you do. Um, and I appreciate your service. Um, so, Thank you. Um, so we've now entered into one of the things this year. I want everybody to connect out there. We're going to talk about this more, but do you know that we are in a period of time where there is absolutely no planetary retrograde for those who follow astrology? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, no. There's zero planets in retrograde for like the next five weeks hmm? until Mercury goes retrograde again. Yeah, um, that's always fun times. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's amazing. I believe in power. Isn't that bizarre? It's interesting. So a lot of yeah. astrological period. Uh, last Thursday, yeah, so we, we, you know, as witches, we feel energy. So one last advice. So one thing is that, you know, to witch school students and other people out there, and I know you could use the assistance on teaching more, how should they step out? If they really want we know it's hard for them, but what can you get advice you can give them to stepping out? You mean as teachers or as students or? Or, or just stepping out to wanting to be express themselves more as a witch, either as teachers or as witches or any of that. What do you think they need to do really to feel like they can step up and be stronger at what they do? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, all right. 
to be a witch is a lifetime commitment. We are, it's ancient. Uh, what most people don't get about witchcraft is they think that it's only several hundred years old. It's not, it's thousands. My biggest advice about stepping out, don't be afraid of yourself looking into a mirror. Right, so a lot of us live in a backstage persona, you know, or front stage. You know, we hide ourselves away from the world. When it comes to witchcraft and living as a witch, at the school we have a lesson called uh, "Live in the Wiccan Way," which I've also been teaching sporadically on Facebook. I really need to continue that series. But try stepping out. Um, see the world for you uh, would be my biggest piece of advice. You've made the decision to be a witch. You're living as a witch. Live in the world as you. Don't put any fake whatever. Just, I mean, you know, my first name is Timothy. There we go. That's my real first name. But I go by Ravenwolf because that is my spiritual name. Um, I do teach a course on spiritual names. I will be doing a stream on it. Um, But yeah, be proud. Uh, you are who you are. You've made a life-changing commitment. As far as stepping out, take your time. Don't get bullied into it. Don't think that you're in a, like, I get it. You'd be afraid of it, whatever repercussions. But when the time is right, just see the world for you. Uh, just, you know, whenever you go to work, school, whatever you do in life, don't be afraid of the person in the mirror. Just don't be. You're a witch. Be proud. You are a part of a... Of, thousands of years of heritage, whether you're from Europe, so you'd follow the Anglo-Saxon model, whether you're here in America, which is the Western model, don't get me started on Gerald Gardner, just don't. Um, Wherever you are in the world, listening to this broadcast, be proud, be proud, and see the world as you. That would be my biggest message, don't hide, don't create, like, I, I see a lot of witches, they have two personas. They have the persona when they're learning, right? And they're getting into the course and they're enjoying the videos. But then they go to work and it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> Sorry. That's right now. I, I can't, like, I, I can't be out. I, I, I can't be me. My advice is be you. Because this is what, this is, this is your place in the community. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be embarrassed by it. When you're ready, just see the world for you. And let people ask you questions. Don't think that they can all attack you. Um, we have a thing in America, freedom of religions. Many other countries don't. Be grateful as an American that you have that freedom because use it. You won't be fired because you're a witch. I will say that because they can't because you are protected. But be proud. Don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed. You're a witch for a reason. You chose the path or the path chose you. And just that's my mm-hmm. best advice about stepping out. As for teaching, um, I'm always happy to help people if they want to start doing videos, if they want to learn how to write books, if they want to uh, publish things. I always tell people of the sites to avoid. <laughs> there are plenty of sites out there to avoid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I know I picked on Patios. Uh, the other day on, on, on the stream that I did, but there's a reason for that. Because I know Petios watch, and I'm trying to get them to see that, you know, to, to see that there's issues with people taking things out of context. And I did have a rep from Petios contact me, and they did actually thank me for 
but pointing them out that somebody had made false accusations, took an entire article and turned it on its head, and they are addressing it. The teaching, find your medium, when you have your medium, use it, but don't, don't get offended if people are like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, I hate your voice and all of this. Don't be offended by that. Just, you know, keep doing it. The more you do it, the more you get used to it. And yeah, there can be people around the world that can make fun of you. Yeah, I mean, just, it's going to happen. But just ignore it. Uh, as far as teaching, if step up, be proud. If you have a voice to teach, then teach, because your students will see this as, if you're not afraid, then they don't have to be afraid. If you have the courage to teach really controversial topics, um, for those that follow, follow which school, the official page on um, Facebook, we're going to be talking about Cajun magic at 3 o'clock today on, on the live stream. It's going to be controversial. I will be talking about slavery. I will be talking about a lot of controversial things. But when you're a teacher, you have to. You, you can't just like... So that's my caveat teaching is be prepared, but don't hide away from controversy. Just don't, because people are going to learn real history. They really do. So that's my big advice. When you're ready to step out, just be you. And if you're interested in teaching and publishing, find your medium. Get to know that medium. Get to know your audience. Develop your brand. And don't be afraid. Just really don't. All of us, I mean, you, you probably experienced it, I've experienced it, Donald Lewis, is, all of us, across social media, whether you're on YouTube, Insta, TikTok, whatever, just because we have a brand and all of this doesn't mean that we were always super successful. We go through ups and downs, ups and downs. I will tell our listeners here who are listening, have Facebook ever reprimanded me? Yes. <laughs> For stupid things, but I don't give up. I don't be like, oh my gosh, YouTube have just demonetized me, or Facebook's just sent me in and I mean, the funniest thing, um, I know we, uh, but the funniest thing that Facebook has ever said to me, and this is hilarious, and this is after my live stream defending Sydney, um, I got a message from Facebook admin going, oh, uh, did I mean to call out a specific group with, that is private and closed and accusing of insulting a witch? To which I replied, yes. And they were like, well, please don't do it next time, because you might offend their feet. I, I read that message from Facebook, and I'm like, does he even know what I do when I do controversial things? It's like, I didn't mean to offend people, but if you're insulting someone for absolutely no reason other than to get whatever, I'm going to defend that person who said don't insult them. Um, so that's my biggest advice. It really is. Just don't be afraid of failure. Really don't be. And I, I agree with you 100%. You can see Raven Greenwolf on, I guess, less than an hour from now on uh, there yeah, talking yeah. about Cajun Magic and all these controversial things. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I really My do. Pleasure. I really appreciate it. And so with that, it's folks, uh, tomorrow, and tomorrow we will begin our Elder Talk cycle. And this one, what is magic? And tomorrow... Reverend Don Lewis will be on there, and then later this week I'll have Roxy Zwicker. You've never heard of her before. I guarantee you've never heard of Zoe Rickwer. If you have, you're a rare person. So we're going to continue bringing us this great. And I plan to bring Raven, uh, Raven Wolf. I'm just going to call you Raven Wolf. We get to the habit <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and we're going to get more information. And I think 
continue listening out there, and we're going to see how we can get more resources out there to teach. And, uh, well, thank you, folks. And today I'm going to end it with uh, Witches by Felice Malay, because I think that's kind of an appropriate poem. I love that poem. And we're going to end it with that tonight. And so enjoy. Blessed be, folks. Um, And remember, it's your day. Make it a good one. In the past, they burned us because they thought we were witches. Just because we knew what to do with herbs outside of the kitchen because we knew how to dance, how to seduce, how to pray. Because we moved with the cycles of the moon. In the past, they burned us alive because they knew that we are witches. So now we cast spells of our mouth, pieces of our hearts spill out. It is incredible. The power of a woman who is not afraid to say no. No, we won't sit any longer while you ponder on our rights. On our rights to give or not give life. On our rights to make another woman our wife. On our rights to be safe. To get paid an equal wage. To have a voice. You know, in a place where we might actually make a change. It is incredible. The amount of ways that they have slayed just to keep us small. If they could have, they probably would have burned us all, but they couldn't with fire, so they did it with words, laid down laws to determine the amount of our worth. They kept us in contracts, they separated our circles, erased us from pages and made labour-saving devices our saviour. It is incredible how quickly knowledge can fade, how much effort was invested to lead us astray. For we will not come quietly. Well, there's another thing they've tried to take away. You know, our right to exclaim our orgasms ecstatically. Mm-mm. We will not come quietly. We will open our mouths and let our spells spill out, cast poetic prayers into the night so that every woman can hear the howl of her sister's delight, reminding her that her voice deserves to be heard. Let her jaw drop. Let her shame stop. Let her body scream under the self-pleasure of what it means to be a woman who can speak freely. You see, words, they carry meaning. And they have fooled us for so long into believing that no means yes. So much so that I'm almost impressed except, well, I finally discovered that they're right. So I've claimed back that no as mine. Because every no I throw against their forces is another yes I retain for my own self-worth. It is a spell I cast for my own protection. It is incredible. The power of a woman who is not afraid to say no. And this old witch? I'm done with broomsticks. I'm done with know your place. This witch knows that some knowledge just won't fade. That every woman is my sister. That through the hubble and the bubble and the toil and the trouble, we grow stronger when we cast our spells together. That we entered the fire and now we rise from the ashes and we are holding our candles and lighting our matches until the night becomes lighter and our voices can grow because we have remembered we are witches and we have learned to say, not.